by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda. As always, the show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsor, drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about any of P4P's products, check them out at p4pmuscle.com. You can use my code Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off anything you see on their website. Tonight, we have Lauren Ledoux here with us. I'm excited because she's a... New Hampshire person like myself. I don't know if people listening in know that I live in the small state of New Hampshire, but it always excites me to bring on other people from the lovely state and highlight their achievements. And recently, Lauren has had some pretty awesome achievements. I've known her for a while. We met back a couple of years ago, a few years ago now. We worked with the same natural bodybuilding coach, and that's how, and that's how we started off our relationship together. She's a fantastic person. Uh, she has been a competitor for years. She is a wife. She has a dog. She is an executive recruiter by trade. She was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but is now here in the lovely state of New Hampshire with her husband. I'm bringing her on because she has a great story of how she got into fitness. I love I feel like it will resonate with a lot of you listening. Uh, if you've ever gone through some body image issues in the past, potentially eating disorders, and we've talked about this on the show before, and it's something that resonates with me. So I'm really excited to talk to her about that tonight. And in addition to that, uh, Lauren just went through a couple rounds of competition for Muscle and Fitness Hers magazine for the title of Miss Fitness and Health 2018. She made it through four rounds. And we're going to get into that as well, which is a pretty cool feat for a New Hampshire lady. So, Lauren, welcome to the show. And why don't you kick it off and introduce yourself? Thanks, Melinda. Thank you for having me. And you definitely touched upon uh, a number of, of things in my background. Um, you know, I've been competing in the natural physique world for four years now. Um, started out in bikini in the summer of 2014. And um, since then, I've been in the figure class. Um, got into fitness back in college. I was an overweight teen, an overweight child. My mom was a phys ed teacher. Um, probably was on my first diet when I was, you know, nine, ten years old. Um, and after uh, going through some some challenging times, my freshman year of college. I walked into a kickboxing class um, and suddenly got hooked, um, and that was kind of the beginning of my journey. And and since then, uh, you know, it, it's taken me down a path that I never thought as a child I would ever lead. Um, I am a, a, a native of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I, I'm a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh, um, and currently live in New Hampshire. Uh, where I am an executive recruiter for a Fortune 50 uh, telecommunications company. So um, that's what I do by day, and I'm in the gym um, and 
kind of crushing the weights and doing my cardio at night. So thank you for that introduction. Yeah, thank you for coming on tonight. Busy lives, and it's tough to get people together, but I'm happy you're able to take some time out. Sure is. This is a long time, right? 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, All right, so let's go back to the beginning for you. It's definitely a story that I think resonates with a lot of people that got into the fitness industry. Um, For myself, I have never been, I was never an overweight child, but I was definitely someone that was always very body conscious. I always thought of myself as I have the mindset of someone with a potential eating disorder, but I don't have one. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always felt like I was on that line of like I could have gone either way. And I think some of that came from just being an athletic child and a lot of girls just being super skinny and feeling like I'm just this jacked, weird-looking girl in high school. But um, I I definitely want to dive into the background of your story and um, whatever you're comfortable talking with and how that led you to competing. Definitely. So I think, you know, like you pointed out, uh, a lot of us in this industry uh, deal with with, uh, body confidence issues um, or have, you know, at some point of our lives or or still are, you know. um, It's kind of a fine line that you walk, and I think especially for women. Um, You know, growing up, I had parents that did a great job of, you know, providing for us, uh, very balanced meals. Um, however, portion control was never, ever uh, very um, front of mind um, in, my, in my family. My mom was a phys ed teacher. She's one of those people that could probably eat anything and get away with it. My dad, not so much, um, struggled with uh, his weight forever. Um, I didn't really start to struggle with my weight until I was probably nine or ten years old, and then it really hit me. And uh, I remember, you know, my dad was on Weight Watchers, and I started walking with him, and I started, um, you know, uh, losing some weight and um, being a little bit more conscious of my food. But all of a sudden, he goes off, I go off. So it began this this kind of roller coaster pattern for me. Um, and it really wasn't until I got to college when, um, you know, my freshman year, I experienced um, some loss in my family. And it was the first that I, I was really accustomed to dealing with around my high, my late high school years and, and my, my freshman year. And I think I've always been this person that needs to have control, um, very type A, very much of a, a perfectionist, kind of an all or nothing um, personality, mm-hmm. and I needed that control. So walked into this boxing class, like I said, and suddenly I'm hooked. Suddenly I'm losing weight. Um, and before I knew it, it became kind of a dangerous pattern. Okay, oh, great, I'm down five pounds. Well, how about five pounds more? Well, what can I do yep. to go five pounds more? So, you know, starting to cut back on everything that I was doing. My friends started to notice. My family started to notice. I remember the summer between my sophomore and my junior year, um, I really got into running, and there was legitimately a period of one month where all of a sudden the pants that I was wearing fell off of me. Um, and, and it was scary. It was very frightening for everyone that was involved. And, you know, 
um, I, I kind of had that wake-up call. It, it just it hit me that, okay, something's going wrong here. Um, I fainted at one point in time. Um, and, and I finally said, you know, i got to get this together. I managed to do it kind of with support of my family and not having, having to go into any kind of therapy, which I probably, you know, to this day, I have to be cognizant of everything. Um, but the, the fitness routine stuck with me. Um, flash forward to about five years later, uh, full-blown career takes off. Um, I meet my husband, um, you know, get stuck in kind of that comfort zone where, oh, you know, you're going out to eat. Um, maybe you're not working out as much, but you still love working out. Well, I was running like 10 miles a day. Um, I yeah. was overdoing the cardio. Um, not I was eating healthy, but, again, the portion control was kind of a factor. So I ran into our used to be both of our coach, um, Michael Wilkie, and um, he uh, he taught me a lot about nutrition and kind of controlling what I eat and how I eat and when I eat um, and showed me the proper way to rate, weight train, the proper way to do cardio, um, not to overdo cardio. Suddenly my physique started to change, and he said, you know, you've got this foundation for competing, what do you think about doing that? Well, self-conscious me, um, I look at him and I say, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. So he worked on me for, I want to say, good nine, ten months, and finally I said, you know what, let me just give this a shot. Um, Walked on stage for the first time in, in 2014, and I think I looked pretty good. Um, I will say, I remember, Melinda, you were actually at that competition. That was the first time oh. I, I met you. Yeah, I think you were, I think you were um, actually uh, there as a vendor. Um, but I, I... Oh, yes, I actually, exa- I know exactly what show you're talking about. Yeah, it, 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 was, yeah. Um, it was an INBF show. Um, yep. And I placed a disappointing think seventh in that show um frankly speaking is my first time on stage you know i was not comfortable um i posing was a, a challenge for me and to no fault of my coach it's my own it's my own issue and it, it remains an issue for me um but the other the other factor that we we noticed was I tend to put on a lot of muscle for some reason for a woman. So I was quickly placing myself outside of that that bikini category. And the next year, I decided to throw my hat in the ring for for figure and actually took a leap of faith and competed in open. Um, I, I was shocked by how far I came in that show. Um, I actually did play sixth and open, um, but to this day we believe that that pro card pretty much slipped through my fingers that day. Um, And, again, my fault, posing. Uh, I think it's a self-confidence issue with me, I'll be honest, and it's something that I I think is just ingrained in me. Um, 
I competed again the following year, placed third in Open, took a hiatus um, in 2017, and came back to the stage this year, did two shows um, in OCB, and uh, yeah, it's it's been quite the uh, quite the run. It's it's crazy because we have a lot of similarities but slight differences with our past. And when you said like you were running a lot back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. I was doing the same exact thing. I would run like I didn't. I went through a phase where I refused to lift weights. I lifted weights in high school and then in college. And then when I left college, I refused to lift any more weights because I put on muscle very easily. And for some reason in my mind, I thought that, you know, I was too big, like too muscular for a woman, which is funny because I'm 10 times more muscular now than I was. But I just ran. I would run like 10 miles a day, 5 to 10. Yeah. And then like every every day. Um, and I look back and I'm like, oh, God. Uh and it's funny because I was doing that when I met Michael. I was I wasn't really lifting. Um, Me either. And then I was at yeah I was at a barbecue and one of our friends was like, "You should compete. You could pretty much just step on stage," which I couldn't have just stepped on stage. She was just being nice. But she's like, "Yeah, you should totally do it." And then then the the you know the rest is history. But it's just funny that. Um, like a lot of the similarities and it's not just you and I, there's so many competitors with like that similar background, how they got to the mm-hmm. stage. It's interesting. But, I think you you found this too, you know, when you're backstage and you're having those conversations, you hear the same thing from other people and it just kind of resonates with you. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to this community. Right. And let's, there's so many things that I wrote down that, like, I wanted to touch on, but I want to also make sure that we get to the muscle and fitness. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's jump into what got you wanting to enter the um, muscle and fitness hers competition, mm-hmm. and then if we have time, we'll jump back to a couple of notes that I jotted down about everything that you said, but. Uh, that was that was kind of cool to see you go so far in the competition. And I, I obviously with the two of us, we follow people on Instagram that are you know mm-hmm. from all over the world and all over the U.S. So I knew that a lot of different people that I had followed as far as fitness competitors from all over, whether it be natural bodybuilding or you know NPC, IFBB, whatever, had applied for this. And then I thought that you going so far was very cool, especially like New Hampshire, go New Hampshire. So. What got you <laughs> wanting to, yeah, what got you wanting to compete in this and, and put yourself out there and, and put your pictures out there? And, you know, how did the going through the process, I know, I like I saw all your posts and your husband's posts and just talk about the whole process with us. You know, it, it was kind of a, a leap of, of faith. Um, so my, uh, my coach, my posing coach, Pamela Wilkie, um, brought it to my attention um, we had talked a number of times about posing being a challenge for me on stage, but behind the camera, it's a different story. I'm a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more in my element. Um, and she said, you know, you've got some great photos. Uh, I, I know that it's kind of your dream to be on on a cover of a magazine, so why not give this a shot? I just got this email. So 
you know, I talked to my husband a little bit about it, and he said, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Maybe this is your shot. So I just decided one night that I was going to submit some photos, went through some with, with him and with with Pamela and um, chose, you know, the top five or ten um, and submitted them. And uh, I was actually in Cleveland uh, celebrating my birthday when uh, I got a message from them that I had been selected to move forward to the competition. Um, I was pretty shocked. Um, didn't really know <laughs> how much work it was going to take. Um, but, you know, it's all social media. So, it, it meant that I was doing so, social media blasts on a daily basis. Um, and uh, round one kicks off, and I am, am absolutely shocked. I mean, I, I finished, and like, in the top, I think it was the – oh, I finished first in the first that first round, I think. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, I did. And then the second round kicks off, and I'm in the top – 20, then I'm in the top five, then I'm in the top, you know, 10, uh, or I'm top, top 10, then top five. And I thought within seconds that my placing would change right before that 11 o'clock hour cut off. Um, and I thought that somehow I was, uh, I, I was not going to make it move forward into that semifinal round. And I got a wild card. So I was shocked. I was excited. Um, unfortunately, that kind of ended my run. I did finish second in that. Um, but I, I'm still incredibly happy with that. Um, I, and I'm also really proud of myself for maintaining my integrity throughout, throughout it because I, I, I'm not, the, again, like I'm not very – confident body confident um so i don't have any really risque or, or questionable photos and uh, i am i'm very conscious about that um yeah and and some of the 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 women did and i said do i need to do this do i need to do this do i need to go to that level and i decided not to and I'm proud that I got as far as I did without doing that. So I maintained my own integrity yeah. and in it throughout, you know. Yeah, and you stayed true to yourself, like who you are yeah. and what you're willing to put out there. And that's the most important because at the end of the day, whether you win or not, you're able to look back and say, you know, I did this and this was me. Like this was me, this is who I am, and I went this far doing it that way, which I think is awesome. Definitely. Thank you. And I think that it, at the end of the day, I think it really it helped me too. It helped to build my confidence in myself. I was. It's amazing to realize how much your story may resonate with others, and how big your network actually is. I mean, I heard from people from elementary school who knew me as this tubby, you yeah. know, child. Um, and then those from college that knew me as this teeny, tiny, skinny, mini, way too skinny girl. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of crossed it's, all all boundaries and borders for me. It's, it's funny. It's not really funny. That's the wrong choice of words. But from people looking in, like, we're always more judgmental of ourselves. 
and oh, yeah. so how we see ourselves, we're so much more critical of ourselves than others are in most cases of us. So we're able to look in the mirror and pick apart flaws and things that we see within ourselves and other people look at us like, you're crazy. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And for especially people that compete in fitness shows, and I get it a lot of times from non-competitors. Again, I haven't been on stage in a while, so it's different. But it's it's like the outside people looking in going, you're crazy, like you're so beautiful or your body's so perfect. I wish I looked like that. When we're looking at ourselves going, oh, this is off, this could be better, this could be better. So it's like all a matter of perspective. And I think it's like sometimes when people hear us say, like, I have, you know, confidence issues, this and that, and then they go and look at the pictures. Like, if, if they just went and looked, not even at your profile, but just the pictures I posted in the flyer for the show, <laughs> they're going to go, what the hell is wrong with this chick? What does she mean she has confidence issues? She looks fantastic. And it's, I think it's something that happens to a lot of competitors, about just how judgmental we are of ourselves. And it's hard for us to, like, step back and look at ourselves from a different perspective. Oh, I agree. I think that was like a roundabout way of saying it, but it's it's like it's so true. I kind of think that in some ways we get into this because we are so judgmental, um, because we of ourselves, right? Um, and and I think that's why you find that uh, people are successful at doing it because they are perfectionists, because they are type A, because you have to be. I mean, you have to be always on top of everything, counting every little macro (laughs) that you intake and and watching every workout. Um, I think that that perfectionist um, personality um, just really seems to resonate really in this world. Unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, but people on the outside they don't understand it um, as much as we do, and, and don't realize that we're really hard on ourselves and really critical it's, of ourselves. It, yeah, we definitely are, and it's it's kind of cool to go to the the shows because you do you meet a lot of people like yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've found that in competing and other things too. Like since bodybuilding has kind of ended for me, and I'm not saying it's ended forever. I I don't know if I would go back. I might, but um, then going into like CrossFit and powerlifting, it's all the same thing, but a little bit different. Like yeah, I it's it's and it's. I mean, there's always those people that are very, like, nonchalant and, like, oh, I'm just, like, this is so much fun and I don't care. But for the most part, it's a lot of type A personalities, which is interesting across the board. And I but, think that athletes just tend to be that way, too. You know? Yes. I, it's a competition. It's all or nothing. I know. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. seeing a lot of... Uh, IFBB girls that I follow mm-hmm. uh, on social media, and and some of them are actually getting out of competing, but they're mm-hmm. going to compete in other things. So if you seen like Nicole Wilkins is training for a try, and right. one of my favorite bikini my competitors, um, Jessica, I don't know how to pronounce it, Arviello, 
I forget mm-hmm. how to pronounce her last name, um, but I've been following her for a while. She states she's natural, but competes in the IFBB. I you don't know. I, I don't know. Um, nor do I really care. It's her choice. But she's getting out of competing. She's been competing for years, and she's training for, like, a sprint try, like a shorter try. So it's crazy, like, the competitive nature doesn't leave you. You just kind of transfer it into different things in your life. I know. I feel like I can get into pretty much any form of of, of exercise. It's an out for me, but it's also something that keeps me honest. Um, you know, it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I accomplished something, and I think that is that type A, that perfectionist. I need to feel like I've met that goal. You so need to I'm say, sure I, those I like women to... feel that way too. Yeah, I like to feel like I can check boxes off at the end of the day. Yes. Like, I don't yes. like feeling like I haven't done anything. So no matter what that box is, I've checked it off, and I've checked off multiple boxes, whatever I may have accomplished in the day. So if all I had in me, like, today, I felt like crap all day. I, I felt sick. I, like, didn't feel good. And I didn't go to the gym, but I came home and, like, kind of relaxed, and then I ran two and a half miles. But I had to, like, I still feel like crap, but I had to do it. Like, I, I, I know. wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight if I didn't check off that box saying I did something. That's all I could muster up today, but I did something. Don't you feel empty when you don't do it, though? I mean, I, I will yes. drive my husband up a wall if I don't do it. I, ha- just... I have to accomplish something. Yeah. 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 I'm that way with work, too. I mean, it, but that's just who I am. I think that's what made you successful and everything that you do. And I, I think it's kind of what it takes, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing to live up to every no, day. It's not. From the inside or the not, outside, it's, right? <laughs> it's not easy to live with either for the, no. the spouses. But on before because I Lauren and I talked before the show for the listeners and and I do this with every single person I have on the show since I started doing 30 minute shows and I was like listen 30 minutes is going to fly by and the show is going to end you go holy shit we're done and we literally have four minutes left but what I wanted to touch back on from before was the eating disorder piece and yeah. do you a lot of times people will say if you've had an eating disorder or are struggling with one competing is not the right thing for you to do mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to emphasize a lot of the the mindset that you've been dealing with so but you've always seen you've made it work so do you have any advice for those that might be thinking about competing that could possibly be dealing with the same type of issue Sure. You know, I think um, for me, it's something that does keep me honest because it's something that I have got to uh, stay true um, with my coach on. And my coach is very well aware of my issues and keeps me honest. You know, he knows if, I, if I'm, I'm BSing him. Um, and it, it's you've got to have that relationship. You've got to have a coach that has your back, that has your support, or that is supporting you, um, and that knows your story. It only helps you if you're true to yourself and if you're true and, you, and you're honest with others about what's going on. Um, right. I would say that the 
the hardest thing is the off season when you're coming out of a show. Uh, mentally, prep is not easy, but it does keep me more honest. I think seeing your body transition afterwards in that off season, that's when you really need to make sure that you've got your head on straight more than, more so than any other time. I think. Um, would you agree with me on that, Melinda? Yeah, I would. Uh, the off season, see, seeing your body very lean and being extremely yeah. happy with how you look, and then dealing with, you know, you binge after the show, but then you wake up and you pretty much look the same, uh, and that's pretty cool. Usually, I mean, at least it happened with me. But then after like yeah. consistent, obviously a reverse diet, you are going to start putting on weight again, which is healthy. It should be that way. You can't stay stage lean all the time. No, but it's definitely a mental battle seeing the scale go up seeing, you know, certain things disappear and, you know, it's, it's all healthy and you know that it's good, but it's still a mental battle for sure. And you've got to listen to your coach when they tell you to reverse diet. I mean, there's, you have to, because otherwise you're not going to see any benefit of it and it moving forward, you know, you're, not going to be able to maintain that lean physique forever. You will get sick. Your metabolism won't catch up. You will start to notice that you're gaining weight because your body's going to hold on to those calories. That's what I've noticed. Right. So the more honest yep. you are, the better off you are. Um, it, you just have yep. to realize that you're going to see changes in your body. And Absolutely. It, talking about it, having a really strong support system, um, both from a coach perspective and, and a personal perspective with, you know, your family, your friends, um, your spouse, super important. Absolutely. And I That's feel my best like advice. you could do a whole nother show. So this, this kicked off, like I haven't done, I've been more in the powerlifting zone with my show, mm -hmm. how it's gone. Like we've done a bunch of powerlifting shows in the past few months because that's kind of what I'm into at the moment. But I feel like we could get a panel. I did this as my very first show ever. I got a panel of bikini competitors uh, from all different organizations and we just had like a bikini talk. But they didn't wow. have to be. It could just be bodybuilding. But I feel like that might be a good thing to bring back because I feel like we could talk for at least another 45 minutes on this subject easily. Yeah. And just the yeah. two of us. I but, agree. But thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight and sharing your story and go New Hampshire. But I'm just, thank it was awesome you for having me. Yes, go you a little New Hampshire, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was awesome to see you go as far as you did and um, you. keep kicking ass. And maybe we can do another – maybe I can bring bring a panel on and we can do that soon. Sounds great. And, Melinda, thank you because you have been an inspiration to me throughout this too. So um, I'm very honored to be on the show, and I appreciate the um, the opportunity to speak with everybody and share my story. Oh, thank you. All right. Have a good night, and we will talk soon. You too. Right. Thank for you. All, the listeners all right. Out there. Yeah, I have no idea what the next show is going to be. I had a couple different things uh, lined up that I haven't solidified anything for September, so I guess it'll be a surprise probably end of September. Who knows? But stay tuned. I'll be posting things. And, again, big shout-out and thank you to Lauren for jumping on tonight, and everyone have a good night. Thank you.